Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people, loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. Ademi, come on up, my friend. And Noel, yeah, you ain't getting out of this, bro. And Shirley and Celeste, would you mind c- coming up for a moment? Just, just one moment. You, you won't have to speak. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, my friend. Wow. Dude, it is really good that you guys are here. Um, I'd like to introduce to you, uh, this, is, this is Ademi and his wonderful wife, Celeste. And uh, their young, young man who's a soccer player. Uh, who loves to swim, uh, Noel, and Shirley. Shirley's going to be a junior this coming year, right? And uh, Noel is at Trevecca University uh, with a potential transition to NNU, Nazarene uh, Northwestern Northwestern Nazarene University, maybe in the fall. And uh, it was really uncanny. We actually met uh, Ademi and Celeste, and I, I don't think I had the privilege of seeing Noel, but we knew Shirley about in 2017 when my wife and I were down in Africa, uh, in uh, South Africa, in fact. And so, uh, Ademi, um, a couple quick questions. What, what is your family's favorite food? It's on. You're good. You're good. What is your family's favorite food in the States? Well... All that I know, they really love um, McDonald's. <laughs> you love McDonald's. Man, our youth pastor would love you guys. <laughs> and also um, Chipotle. 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 All right. This guy is a really fan of Chipotle. Oh, yeah. Good deal. Well, also some pizzas. Okay. I, I understand. Pizza. I mean, they love it. They like it. They love pizza. I'm the guy that like rice and beans and stuff, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, what, what, how long are you guys here in the States? Well, um, we are returning home uh, first week of August. First week of August. Okay. Yeah. And so we've been, um, we've been around for a while um, since first week of May. Okay. Yeah. And and you're staying over at the district camp, right, in St. Mary's? Yes. So you're not far. So if any one of you would like to take them out to McDonald's or Chipotle <laughs> or pizza and get this guy rice and beans, seriously, <laughs> we can coordinate that. We can coordinate that because they're, they're, they're not far from us. They're 13 minutes away. Um, so feel free. If you want to bless them and just love on them, take them out, I'm sure Thank if they're you. available, they can do that. I'd, I'd like to pray for you and then let you guys take thank over, you. okay? Thank you so much. Steve. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the... Can, can you remind me the, how you pronounce your last name? Shigwala? Shigwala. That's it. 
Thank you for the Shogala family. We ask that you, you grant them your favor and your blessing. The favor of God and the favor of people. Because I know that they're, this family is a family who are movers and shakers in the kingdom of God in Mozambique. But also wherever they are. Because God, you go with us wherever we are. Will you grant them wisdom and understanding for their next steps and their transitions, whether it's college or leadership positions? Father, this morning I ask you to anoint my friend as he brings the Word of God and the message of what's going on in Mozambique, what's going on in his heart, and how you are the one that's orchestrating it all. I love you, Jesus. It's in your name we ask. Amen. 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 Um, I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good morning. Um, my name is Celeste. Um, Pastor already mentioned our names. Uh, we are very grateful to be here today and to be able to meet you and to say thank you uh, for all that you are doing for the mission of God. Uh, most of you, you contribute to WEF, you contribute to missions, and by doing that, you're saying, yes, uh, the, the message of God must be um, spread to other people that do not know God. We are here today as a result of missions because you believed in missions. It may not be you today, but those who came before us, they believed in the word of God. They accepted Lord God as their Lord and Savior, and they said yes to the mission. And they went to Africa. They went to Mozambique, and they preached. And because of that, we were able to be born in a Christian family. These people, they left everything behind. They left their comfort in the U.S. and went to Africa. Some of our places, there is no electricity, there is no portable water, there is no transport. But they said yes. And with prayers of believers, with support financially, they continue to do the work. So thank you so much for contributing to WEF, World Evangelism Fund, because uh, that's helpful, help us as missionaries to continue to do the work of God. And thank you for support in prayers, because we believe in prayers. Whatever we do, we know that God is in control, and we know that people are praying for us. Even if you don't mention our names, we know you pray for us. Thank you so much, and it's a great privilege to be here with you today, and may God bless you. Well, first of all, I would like to 
greet you all in the strong name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Good morning, church. It is uh, such uh, a delight uh, to have uh, this unique opportunity uh, to be with you um, uh, this morning to, uh, to share what God is doing first in our lives, but also what the Lord is doing all over the world, uh, especially in Africa, in the country of Mozambique, where we, uh, we were born, where we were, we were raised, where we have been serving as missionaries uh, since 2015. I'm so thankful for Stephen, my, my brother and friend, my colleague uh, in ministry, and uh, I'm so thankful to Amy to allow us to come and be part of this service uh, this morning. We really look forward to uh, the weeks that are coming ahead of us. As uh, he mentioned that uh, we are going to have uh, a VBS time, um, my son, he was just saying, oh, Dad, I think I'm going to uh, offer myself to, um, to do the worship. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm now sharing his, his secret. <laughs> I don't know what, <coughs> I don't know what, what will be the cost for that. I mean, to share his secret, but he's just excited. Uh, something that uh, we want you to know, church, is that we are really available, I mean, uh, to be with you uh, during that time and to be part of the great work uh, that is going to happen uh, during uh, those, uh, those days. And we are so excited and looking forward to, to it. You know, I am a very long preacher, <coughs> and uh, uh, Stephanie said, hey, Adimi, don't worry about time. So, I'm so thankful that uh, you guys, <laughs> he said, don't worry about time, so I think I can go uh, one hour because I can I can I can say things for one hour and uh, one hour and a half. Uh, I'm so glad. You know, it doesn't happen often that in America people they don't care about time. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Well, I would like to bring the word of God this morning um, in Matthew uh, chapter nine. We are going to read the verse uh, thirty-five. Um, uh, to the end, uh, Matthew chapter 9, uh, 35 to the end. This is where we are going to um, be reading this morning uh, according to St. Uh, Matthew, one of uh, Jesus' uh, disciples, uh, as I uh, see Jesus' film, I don't know if we are familiar of Jesus' film, 
Something that impressed me with Matthew is just the fact that uh, as Jesus was uh, uh, ministering in town when he called his first disciples, I think Matthew was one of those. He's, he's finding Matthew uh, by gate, uh, busy, uh, collecting, you know, uh, I will not say offering, but taxes. He just say, okay, a simple word like that, follow me. <laughs> follow me. So, Matthew is one of those disciples of Jesus that uh, he has been following uh, the footprints of Jesus. He has been uh, part of uh, uh, the great teachings uh, the great preachings of Jesus Christ as Jesus was at his very beginning time of his ministry. So Matthew says that Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every diseases and sickness. When he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This is the word of God this morning. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This is very interesting, what Matthew is saying here. He's talking about uh, the harvest that Jesus saw. In fact, we find here in verse 37, the word that Jesus said that the harvest is plentiful. These are the words of Jesus himself to his disciples. But we hear that Jesus was teaching, was preaching to the crowds. But what we, we are reading here this morning all of a sudden, Matthew describes the harvest. He says that Jesus sees the harvest. But Jesus, in fact, was seeing people. Jesus was teaching people. Jesus and his disciples, they were proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God, of the kingdom of the Father. 
of the kingdom of whom the one that sent Jesus. Jesus was proclaiming the kingdom. But you see something very interesting here. Jesus sees the crowd and he sees the harvest. What is the analogy here? He compares the crowd that uh, he was seeing that particular time with the harvest. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. You see people. You see the crowd. The human being. And all of a sudden, what you bring to your mind, what comes to Jesus' mind, is the harvest. Wow. I think we, especially here in Ohio, I know that uh, it is a place that uh, when we talk about harvest, you know what it means. Because I know that, you know, Ohio is a place of great farmers. A harvest is a time of excitement. It's a time where you go to the field and collect what you have planted. It is a time that you are really happy because... You are collecting what you have planted. And see Jesus here, he's seeing the harvest and he says to his disciples that the harvest is red. But in fact, there are no enough people to go and do the harvest, collect the harvest, collect what is ripe now. Because the, all the fields are ripe now. And ready for the harvest. But we have a problem. The problem is that uh, there are no enough workers to go to the field and help with the harvest. What Jesus was saying here, I think as he was seeing people, he was seeing people that are, are really helpless. People without you know, people suffering with uh, different things and circumstances of the day in that time. And uh, as he was seeing people suffering, you know, Jesus, as we are reading, Jesus, he had compassion. Because he's a Jesus of compassion. His kingdom is all about compassion. In fact, we cannot talk about the kingdom of God without mentioning compassion. That's why Jesus Christ, he accepted himself to come to this, to this health, to this earth, to rescue us. Because his father who sent him, you know, had compassion for us. Because we were lost. And he says here, in fact, that people are scattered, are scattered all over like a sheep. You know, what happens with sheep when there is no shepherd? Oh, wow. What Jesus is saying here is that he sees people that people are lost all over around. 
they don't have control. Sometimes we pretend that we have a control of our lives. But Jesus is saying that, uh, you know, the crowd is lost. They are like a sheep without a shepherd. You know, when you see a sheep without a shepherd, you know, the sheep is lost. Completely lost. It just goes whatever direction um, wants to go. In fact, one of the particular things of sheep is that, uh, you know, they don't have a good sight. So that's why most of the time Jesus and God compares us as sheep because we don't have a good sense of direction and we cannot see the direction. Without a shepherd, we are completely lost. That's what Jesus was saying. That, look, the crowds, they are lost. They don't have direction. And how often we think that uh, we have uh, a control of things. In fact, one of the things that, uh, you know, disturbs us in life is that we want to control things. You want to control your wife? <laughs> you may pretend that you don't control. You want to control because you want to know where she is. You want to control your husband? You want to control your kids? Oh, that's the best thing, you know. We want to control our parents. And sometimes my, my guy there, he will say, hey, dad, no, 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 this is not the way you should do things. You should go there. You should go. Wow. He's controlling me. But one of my professors, he was saying that control is illusion. Oh, wow. Control is illusion. Because we don't have control of nothing. And now it makes sense what Jesus is saying here. That ships, the ship is lost and he is in need of a shepherd. You know, a shepherd that will guide the ship. Hallelujah. Oh, wow. Now, I remember what David is writing in Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, and I will not, I shall not want. You know, this correlation of a sheep and a shepherd is great. But because the shepherd will give a direction to the sheep will lead the sheep through the green pastures, the living waters, the stream of, a, of a living waters, will protect the sheep, will give a direction to the sheep. That's why Jesus is saying here that my people, they are completely lost. They need people that they, they, that they will care for them. Jesus is talking about caring for those that are lost. That they don't have a sense of direction. And that's, that's why he's saying, you know, 
the harvest is plentiful. The fields are ripe, but workers are less. Workers are fewer. You know, in other words, what Jesus was saying is that uh, all of us, the disciples, the followers of Jesus, the disciples of Jesus, they are to care one another. They are to care for their people. They are to have compassion with one another. That's what Jesus was saying here. As we are part of Jesus' community, God's community, that is called church. In Greek, ecclesia, right? I don't know Greek. Assemble of God. I'm not talking about uh, the assemble of God, that, that church. But those who come together and recognize that Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is the Lord of Lord, Jesus is the promised Messiah, Jesus is the healer, Jesus is the Savior, Jesus is the one that uh, will give you a direction to your life. Oh, man. And thank you so much, church, for understanding this scripture, this portion of scripture this morning. Because when we talk about missions, we go to the world in various ways. We go to the world by praying, by supporting, various ways of supporting, financially, you know, praying, caring. I was really, when, 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 when Stephen the other day, say, hey, my friend, we want to invite you to come for water park <laughs> um, for a family swim. Um, I say, oh, this is something. Um, so what, what I, I thought is that, uh, well, it was my family and his family. <laughs> That's what I thought. Because I, I really didn't uh, have in mind that, well, it was uh, open for everyone in the community. And what I understand is that, well, it was everything taken care of there for whoever wanted to be part that day of that moment of fellowship, of communion. You know, an open house. You know, that's something that I learned. Caring for others, caring for the community. Let's come and have, we have fun. 
That's, you know, when we come as a community, that's when we share our burdens. Jesus here was really seeing that the people, you know, are loaded with their burdens. Spiritual burdens. Emotional burden. Financial burden. You know, material burden. Family burden. And when we come together at Water Park, I think we forget about all our problems. And Jesus take control of his community. And thank you for being, for doing that. For caring for missionaries all over the world. And let me tell you that. You have been supporting especially our family and the ministry that we have been doing in Mozambique as country coordinators for almost 10 years, the way you have been caring for us, the love that you have been showing, we sense that even that we are afar in Africa, you have showed us your love. You have been caring for the mission. You have been praying for us. You have been supporting the church in Mozambique to complete one of the great projects, the pastoral training center, a very important project in Africa, in the country of Mozambique. Because it is, and it will continue to help to prepare, you know, the laborers for the harvest. Hallelujah! It will equip the workers for the harvest. And you have been part of this. And you know, something important, when you go to the harvest, you don't just go by your mind, by yourself, but your knowledge. You go as you are equipped by the Holy Spirit. And we believe that at this pastoral training center in the northern of Mozambique, that you have been part of it, praying, supporting financially. It is doing that, and it will continue to do that, to prepare the workers, you know, for the field. Because the field is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful. And we need to continue to prepare more laborers, more workers. And thank you for helping us to accomplish this important goal, ministry goal, mission goal, strategic goal in the church in Africa, in Mozambique. 
Let me tell something important here. As we began these, uh, this project, I'm wrapping up now. As we began this project four years ago, you know, all of a sudden, God is telling us, is directing us to select 10 young people, young people under the age of 25. And this makes me really very excited, church. We send them to the neighbor country in Malawi for them to be prepared as teachers, professors, uh, educators, preachers for the training center. And last month, on the 13th of May, 10 of them, they graduated. Hallelujah. They graduated. And you see, we complete the training center, the construction, the phase two construction, and now we have these teachers ready to to prepare their own people. And uh, you have helped us to do that. And thank you so much. We are looking forward to the great things that God will still going to do through this uh, pastoral training center. Because it is going to impact thousands of pastors that they are just waiting there. To be in the classroom, learning, being prepared to be a good laborers, to be a good uh, workers for the God's field, for the God's harvest. And uh, we couldn't do it by ourselves without you. You have, did, you have done tremendous, tremendously great and thank you um, we're looking forward to the time of VBS um, in the coming weeks you know I have a lot to share but this is just a snapshot of what God is doing in the country of Mozambique in Africa my last word we uh, we've been serving the country of Mozambique uh, for 10 years uh, as I said, as country coordinators, um, you know, helping more than 2,000 congregations, churches, I mean churches like this. And now it is time for us to be relocated uh, from the east, southeast of Africa to the west um, part of Africa. It's a big move for us. Um, in East Africa, we were speaking Portuguese. <laughs> and now there, we have to speak French. So pray for us that God will give us wisdom, will give us discernment that we are going to learn new language so that we will be able to, uh, to minister. And continue to pray for us, continue to support us. It's a big move. There are many needs there. Um, our personal needs uh, for Noel's education, Cheryl's education, um, and so many things that we are going to find ahead. Thank you so much, uh, Stephen. Thank you so much, Amy, for allowing us to, to come and be part um, of this service 
um, this morning. May the Lord bless you. Thank you. Well, before you, before you leave, a couple, couple clarifying questions. So you're currently living in Mozambique. Where, where are you moving to? Well, we are moving to Cote d'Ivoire uh, in Abidjan in West Africa. In West Africa. Um, and for those of you that aren't familiar, he's been referencing the Pastoral Training Center in Mozambique. You, as a church, about two years ago, almost two years ago, your Christmas challenge was to raise about $4,000 along with other churches on our district. If you're not familiar with our district, uh, the, our district is the Northwestern Ohio District of the Church of the Nazarene that runs from Tip City all the way north to Toledo, all the way towards Indiana, the Union City, and then all the way to uh, the, the, wet, or the east to Mount Sterling. We helped with raising funds, you guys needed about 80,000, 80, and the challenge was before you about two years ago for 4,000 of that. You raised 9,300 or so, plus or minus, $9,300 to go to completion of your district center. And Jeff Kunselman, which was our previous district superintendent, had you come back to our district and you, you, you spoke and and right now, as, as, as Ademi had been referencing, there is a massive harvest in Mozambique. People are coming to Jesus like crazy. It is the fastest growing area in, in Africa, and actually I think in the world right now, in the Church of the Nazarene. People from all over Mozambique are receiving Jesus because Jesus is truly the Son of God who changes the hearts and minds of people that provides the meaning and purpose and intention, brings them eternal life, all those things that Jesus does. And people are receiving Christ. But what they don't have are shepherds. That's they don't true. have people leading them, teaching them, and sending them. And so That's very this true. pastoral training center is that place where those Malawans are going to be teaching many who have been called into ministry like several of you that are here that are called into ministry. And so Amen. this is, this is what's, what's been happening, and this is why Ademi is standing before you today. That is what's brought him here. And so we're grateful for that. Thank you so much, Stephen. And so at VBA, uh, our project is, is going to be a little bit different. We were originally going to be helping those in Cuba, uh, but Amy and I were talking through some things. He's like, this is great. Let, let's, let's partner with... With our friend Adima. Thank you. Thank right? you so much. So thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you so much. In your worship folder, uh, you'll see that um, on the page that says next steps and opportunities. Our penny march. If you're not familiar with the penny march, everybody can find a penny in the street, right? Everybody can find a penny, even a kid. So that's why we call it the penny march, because anyone can contribute to the penny march. One of the things that we're, our Penny March is going to go to is to fund child development centers in Mozambique. Amen. Thank you. So can you briefly tell us what a child development center is? Well, uh, Stephen, thank you again. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, for your continuous support and your vision yeah. uh, for us to continue to partner together for yeah. the kingdom of God and especially in this uh, particular ministry of uh, a child development center. 
Um, yeah, uh, so when we talk about church development center is where we have a church that uh, is ministering to a community um, and uh, helping um, children that, uh, you know, they, uh, they need support of uniform, they need support of uh, a textbook, um, they need support. You know, some of those children, they may uh, walk about uh, five kilometers to uh, go to a school, and some of them, they, um, through a child development center, we provide some bicycles uh, that uh, they will be able to, um, you know, uh, transport themselves from transport home themselves to, to, um, to school and to church. Exactly. So it, it is really uh, a ministry that uh, changes life um, in the community. In fact, um, what we say about child development is that uh, it's a community uh, development that is focused on a, ch in a holistic uh, child uh, growth, you know, and holistic child development. So um, there's a provision of uh, education, like tutorial classes in, uh, in Mozambique, in most uh, rural uh, remote areas, you know, children are not encouraged to go to school. You need to hear that, especially the girls, because they are told that, well, you don't have to go to school because someone will marry you. So if someone will marry you, don't why you have to go to school. So just stay home and see, watch your mom, um, you know, doing what he's doing to dad, because tomorrow it's you. Well, it's good. I like when Shirley, for example, she's uh, with uh, Celeste in the kitchen because she's learning so that in the future she will do it for her husband. I don't know when that will happen. But the thing is that, uh, <laughs> you know, and her the family. culture... Yes, the culture there is that, okay, you don't have to go to school, which is wrong. And uh, this child development, uh, Stephen, they promote, you know, mm -hmm. the, the education mm -hmm. uh, for children, yeah. you know, special girls, you know, going to a community, um, talking with parents. It doesn't have to be Nazarenes. Yeah. Anyone in the community. As long as the, the church is ministering to a community, any child can come and attend the child de development. So the child development center, essentially, he said holistically. Soul, body, mind. Exactly. Provides autonomy. You got it. Equips young ladies to actually go into the workforce when they get older. Young men to go into the workforce when they get older. So really, this is your, the, the pastoral training center and the churches of Mozambique looking at their communities and saying, how can we invest in our community, elevate our community, and equip young men and young women so that they become productive individuals in society, helping other people, but also for the specific express purpose to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ into their life. That's very true. So you... As Wapak Naz, whether you're here at VBA Monday through Thursday or if you're here on Slime Sunday, you can contribute to this. The kids are going to bring in their change and their, their dollar bills, but you're going to have that opportunity as well. And this is who is going to be boots on the ground in Mozambique. So you've met the family and the individual that is going to be face-to-face -face with those child development centers to getting those up off the ground. 
So I want to say in advance, thank you. Thank you so much. And Ademi, on behalf of uh, Wapaknaz, this is for you and your family. Oh, thank you so and much. And really we want to encourage that. you uh, today you. on the way out. If you, uh, if there's any, if, if you're counting this morning, any loose change or any loose dollar bills are going to go directly to the Shigwala family uh, so that they can, one, ha have a decent time here in the States, but also Thank extend you. their ministry. This is a love offering. And uh, any loose change, or if you would like to uh, do that online, just look, look up love offering, a drop down on there. Just look up love offering. And if there's nothing on there, just say for Mozambique and it will go directly to the family. Uh, the joy boxes are on the way out. But I'd like for us to stand before we head out. Stand, and we're going to pray, because, Ademi, what you brought before us today, that scripture from Matthew chapter 9, is actually a part of our vision. You've seen on the walls, folks, hopefully you're not ignoring them, but our backyard nation. We have a nation in our backyard, and we firmly believe that the Lord sends you into the harvest field because you are pastors, you are priests, you are a royal priesthood, and God is using Amen. you to impact lives for him in the kingdom, wherever you are. So we firmly believe that the Lord has a harvest that Amen. brings true, genuine meaning to our life because he saves our souls because of his blood. And so, Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you've charged us with today. There are people that we know that are on the edge of their life. They need someone to speak truth, but also be compassionate and to love them where they are, to remind them that their life has purpose and meaning because they were created by you on purpose with your image, God. So Lord, we who have a shepherd, you, you have sent us out to where we live, to where we work, to where we play, to be harvesters. Will you use us? Will you open doors? May we seize those opportunities to be compassionate and loving and to speak the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, may we love you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. And will you please help us love our neighbor as you teach us to love ourself as well. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray and ask all these things. Amen. Amen. Have a wonderful Sunday. We'll see you soon. Please feel free to come and have a conversation with Ademi and his wife and his kids and to thank them. Thank you for listening to the Wapak Nas podcast. We hope you are moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you and that you are moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community and to love people to Jesus.